to Out for Living. This is Jane Cormier, your host today on WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And don't forget, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. On Art for Living today, we're going to have a wonderful guest from the Capital Center for the Arts right here in Concord, Sal Prizio, who I understand is the executive director. That's what they keep telling me. Yes. So you're the big guy. <laughs> I'm the big guy. There you go. There you go. So yep. I have actually the Capital Center for the Arts website oh, um, right great. here. And what a great site. Thank you. We just actually recently relaunched it. Did you? Yeah. It was yeah. redesigned, relaunched by our friends at Firehorse here in town. Beautiful. Yeah, they do website design. They did a nice job. They sure did. I mean, everything's really accessible, very mm. easy to, to go around in. And, and that's really important. And color coordinated. <laughs> it, really? <laughs> it really is. Bank of New Hampshire stage is everything in blue and then everything at the Chubb Theater is in red. Okay, that's right. Awesome. Yeah. It is, right? Yeah, we're trying tonight. to like create like, you know, it's a one unified brand. That's the CCA, but then within it is like our different venues. Oh, so. Crazy information yeah. here. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody out there, you really want to get onto that site, ccanh.com, and uh, you'll f- you'll see all the upcoming events and all kinds of great information. So that's great. Maybe we'll go on there and I'll pick pick and choose what we it. could talk about. Yeah. So Sal Prizio, you're, you're somewhat new, aren't you? Do yeah, a uh, year and a half. Year and a half. Here, actually in Concord. Okay. In general, so. And where were you before? I was at uh, a place called Proctor's Theater in Schenectady, New York. Oh my! Which is like almost a three thousand seat Broadway house, but Beautiful. they uh, they run about seven different venues. Yeah, my yeah. goodness! So that's really big. Yes. This must seem rather small compared. <laughs> no, no, because well, there I was just doing programming, oh. so I was just programming all the bands and doing some production management as well. But here, wow. I'm as executive director, I'm doing a bit of everything. That's so. right. I'll bet you are. Yes. <laughs> so, do you like it? I love it. I absolutely adore it. I love the community. Um, I am blown away by the people's grassroots mentality and how they really came together to save that venue yeah. and how people genuinely feel invested in that organization. Yeah. So. Absolutely. I remember way back when, when it was first being mm. um, you know, renovated yeah. and they were first going with it, I, I was with a little company called Opera Fest in Derry. Mm-hmm. And we had a few board members and myself, we were on board very, very early on when they were trying to save the building and you know, come forward with the premise. Yeah, late 80s, early 90s, right? Yeah, it was pretty. It finally yeah. came together in 95, which it was did. great. It yeah. did, but it was quite, it took a few years before yeah. that. Yeah. Because it's such a grassroots operation, it was not some big company coming in to like renovate and redo yeah. the place. It was literally the yeah. citizens of the area that it, did it. At, right, at the beginning it was, absolutely. Yeah. So so uh, the Capital Center for the Arts, <clears throat> what do you consider the mission of that wonderful organization? What's the mission? The mission of the organization is, you know, we have our, our formal mission that's on our website and everything, speaking about enrichment of the community mm-hmm. um, through arts and engagement. And really, we're extending that mission now to say, we need to make sure that we have a seat for everybody in this community, okay. in our buildings or outside of our buildings. So what we're doing now is, in addition to some of the work we're doing to engage new people to come into the spaces, mm-hmm. Um, irrespective of economic diversity and all that, is we're actually branching out and going outside of our venues to present into the communities. Wow, that is cool. Yeah. All right, so for, I wasn't familiar with that. Yeah, so for example, like uh, the you know the new there's a new community center that's up on the heights or the renovated one up on the heights. Okay. They have an auditorium in there, and there's a lot of folks in that area that have transportation issues and can't get to our spaces. So we're really? we're, we're working in partnership with the Guile series, um, who helps us present some free concerts inside our space. We're going to be doing. Some some free concerts 
up there on the heights so that we overcome any sort of barriers to wow. access for the arts. That's wonderful. So yeah. you're talking about what's the Concord Park and Recs program. Yeah. They, that's a beautiful little space. It's gorgeous. Absolutely. And I have to say, last week I had a, a little band of uh, 10 kids that put together a, a Broadway uh, dinner theater night in that space. Oh, really? Yeah, we had a great time. Well, that's awesome. It's so pretty. It's a pretty hall. And you know what? surprisingly good acoustic yeah. in there. So yeah. I mean, it was designed like in the 30s or whatever, just yeah. as a school auditorium, but auditoriums designed in the 30s were even for school auditoriums were fantastic. Yeah, so, isn't that funny, huh? Yeah. yeah. So we we want to take advantage of that space. We're working good. in partnership with the city um, and our friends over at the Guile uh, Foundation. So we're going to present free concerts in that space, and we're working with community leaders to identify what music or what arts um, they would like. They would like. because. Awesome. The way I look at it is we have this wonderful infrastructure as an organization. And instead of dictating to people, this is what you need to say. Right. We say we have this wonderful infrastructure. Let us know how we can best serve your community. That's and great. we will do that. Absolutely. And to go out into the community and offer that will hopefully <clears throat> recycle to yes. where folks will come to you and yeah. see what you're offering at, at your theater. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. So is, are any of those concerts set? Any time period uh, set? We're, we're working on that uh, actually this actually this week. The programming person and I are actually putting those concerts into place right now. So I can't cool. say what they are yeah. because there's no contract signs or anything Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. So would it be for the fall? or? Yeah, think, it'll be yeah. late summer through the fall. And then we'll probably do uh, another series in 24 as well. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Good for so that's you. Just, that's just one of the things. Have you heard about our Culinary Artist in Residence program? No, let's do that. I saw okay. that on the All right. site. Yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> no, let's do it now. No, let's do Absolutely. it now. Okay, great. So... Um, Post-pandemic, we had two commercial kitchens at the Capitol Center, one at the Bank of New Hampshire stage and one in the original theater. I did theater. not know that. Yeah. Uh -huh. So they were used for catering. And the one at Bank of New Hampshire stage was they were trying to do concessions and things like that, fast, casual kind of food. Right. Um, but post-pandemic, they were both sitting dormant. Yeah. yeah. And what we decided to do is um, we identified people in the new American community that have the passion and the skills with their culinary expertise to start a business, but they did not have the revenue to do so. Okay. So we worked out a lease program with them where we identified somebody. We worked with uh, some of the small business administration uh, organizations in the area to get them the business training they need. Mm -hmm. They come into our space. Um, they essentially use the space for us for a year. So it's a 12 month kind of lease. Um, we don't charge rent directly. What it is is kind of a commission based thing based on okay. how much they sell. Cool. And then, um, that gives them the opportunity to sell to our patrons and to the general public throughout the week. Um, and then after a year's amount of time, they've saved up enough revenue to either start their own brick and mortar or food truck or whatever. Yeah. And then throughout that time, uh, Jessica Livingston, who's our head of um, community outreach and EDIA work, we start identifying who's going to be the next person. Yeah. So the, the byproduct of that is, is it's good for them because they get the opportunity to start a business, right. low cost. And then for us, like we currently have somebody right now that's selling Somali meat pies. Like where else were you going to get Somali meat pies in, in <laughs> Concord? Absolutely. Right? Good for you. So it's a great way for us to kind of expand the cultural palette. Mm-hmm. Um, and I consider culinary arts arts, so it falls within our mission. Artful living. Yes. Are you kidding? Food. Yeah, food. Well, in fact, I'll I'll give a little scoop that um, my goal in the next <clears throat> couple of weeks is to set up this summer a whole week of artful living where we're going to highlight every every day a couple of uh, stab food eating establishments well, because they are artful. Yes, I mean, and it's so much the center of who we are as humans. Like yes. The, 
sitting around the table and communally eating or sharing people's different cultures through food. Absolutely. So. And it's, it's the best of the best. And actually, the, the, the truth of the matter is, is when we're not doing that near enough. Yeah. You know, our families aren't necessarily sitting down for dinners like we used to. You're much younger than I, but I remember when I was a kid, every night, every night. You know, we were at the dinner table. It had to be. <laughs> so. I make my kids do that now because my parents made me sit down at the dinner table with them. It's so, it's so worthy. It's the opportunity for us to find out how your day went. So. Even if they give me the same answer every day, I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter. And, Absolutely. And eat, eat what your mother made or what I made for dinner. <laughs> That's the other thing. You got to eat what's on the table. Right. And you know what? Psychologically, the kids know. I yeah. think most kids know that when you're doing that, even like you said, you're getting the same answer, you're getting some yeah. lip, or even what you might be getting, yeah. they remember that you cared enough. Yeah, to have dinner with them every yes. day. Yeah, You cannot take that away. So, so yeah, that okay. that for us has translated into this kind of cool project where we've it launched. It's been very successful. Very cool. And um, it allows us to kind of offer unique concessions to our patrons yeah. as well. And we're not in the restaurant business. So right. we let somebody take that on, and it's a great opportunity for everybody involved. So do you use that? Uh, do you have any events where you bring them together, where you use the catering the in your musical event? In your music All the or, time. So how does it work? So basically, it works one of two ways. Either uh, So Batulo is the woman that, uh, this is her business. Okay. Um, either at the Bank of New Hampshire stage, she just stays open later and sells to the patrons. Okay. Or we'll do a commission-based thing, where, or not a commission-based, we'll buy on uh, consignment, essentially. Okay. X number of meat pies to sell down at the other stage. Oh my gosh, how yeah. cool. Yeah, it's worked, right. it's worked really well. We're That's very great. proud of it. Outside the box. That's where you need to be today. Necessity is right? the mother of invention. Indeed, indeed. Oh, we got, we're going to have all these little sayings today. Yeah, I guess so. Why not? <laughs> Why not? You're a funny guy, Sal. I like you. They, they have a Thank good you. executive director, someone that's got their eye on the ball and where it's going. And let's face it, nonprofit organizations... You have to have it. You have to. We have to continually uh, evolve. We have to keep looking towards what's the next generation of patrons looking for out mm-hmm. of a PAC. And the way I tell it to people all the time is we are a community service organization that happens to specialize in the arts. Yeah. So when you flip the script like that, yeah, people look at you differently. Yeah. Absolutely. I guess that that would be true. Yeah. Well, the arts are what Art for Living is all about. And I look at uh, all of your shows and concerts coming up and... Right now I hear the music playing, which means we'll take a little break. But when we come back, we're going to talk to uh, Sal Prizio, Executive Director of Capital Center for the Arts, about upcoming shows and concerts. Stay with us. Welcome back. We are Artful Living, and we are on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM Manchester. And all of our shows here at WKXL can be found at NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. So if you want to go back and catch a show that maybe you missed, or you want to maybe re-listen to something, you can always do that right on the site, and uh, we invite you to do so. So we are talking about all things Capital Center for the Arts with Sal Prizio, the executive, the new, somewhat new executive director at the center. And uh, we are going to talk a little bit this segment w- about shows and concerts. So take it away, Sal. What, what, what's coming up? Oh, man. Well, first of all, there's so many <laughs> things coming up. Um, I have to say that, you know, in the in the coming weeks, we're actually going to be launching our our next season, which actually in itself has changed. The business has changed that you can't do these formal like seasons anymore because 
booking, the whole process of booking has changed now too, post-pandemic. Yeah. So we're kind of moving more towards a year-round model for both places. But um, I have to say, you know, so Marshall Tucker Band's coming up pretty soon. Uh, Samantha B., uh, who's a comedian at the, in the big room, she's coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and in our small stage, we have so many events coming on. Um, the Lone Bellow is one of my favorite bands that we happen to book and I'm so excited to see them. Um, it's on Mother's Day, so I just have to convince my wife this is for her. <laughs> yeah, there it is. And, and go see the show. Um, but, you know, the other two, the other things that we've been doing now too with the Bank of New Hampshire stage is um, we're doing more events now that are no, uh, no tickets. So like uh, things like um, uh, karaoke nights. Yeah. We've been doing like, and the karaoke nights have gone crazy because it's like we have that big beautiful stage yeah. and people come out and they take karaoke seriously yes so our karaoke <laughs> nights are free to come in you know we you know go enjoy the bar and that sort of stuff and then we're doing these piano bar nights as well oh, um, upstairs in our lounge idea. yeah so we we were fortunate enough that somebody donated a steinway grand to us oh. so now we're implementing it and doing these piano bar nights oh my gosh they donated a steinway so yeah. what is it is it a, is it, it a full size uh, no it's a seven, seven. I, I don't i couldn't afford it uh, a f- i could not have fit a nine foot okay steinway in still, the, we could have it would take seven foot's beautiful are you kidding yes oh yeah absolutely Holy and moly. it was recently rebuilt Oh, and it has the humidity controls with it and everything. I mean, yeah, that's great. this gentleman took really good care of it. And he only donated it to us because he was given a full nine-foot <laughs> grand piano. So, so he went up and yeah. you got the other one. Awesome. We were the benefit of his generosity. So this so. piano bar is where? It's so in, in at the Bank of New Hampshire stage upstairs, we have a space called the Canton Room, okay. which is our bar lounge. All right. And we were able to put the piano in there. We have a small stage now, and we're doing a, a series now with the New Hampshire Music Collective um, on a, one Sunday a night as well. So it's local, regional music, and then we do the piano bars. So we're trying to utilize every space we can because yes. not everybody can fill a 400-seat room. Absolutely. But how can we be that community space for everybody, irrespective of what size your audience is? Absolutely. So this is really important for folks to know about because I'm not sure that I really knew about this extra space um, that you're using. Yeah. And wow, I mean, yeah. what, what a great thing that is. So the piano bar, is is it free for folks yeah, to free. come in? Just and come on in, have a drink, enjoy. Holy moly. Place requests. And the karaoke, there are tons of people I'm sure that would love to do that. Yeah, we are last, we, we've only done two. This is our third one coming up now and the spots for the karaoke, you can register in advance. They, they sell out, quote unquote, oh within 24 hours. Okay, so when is the karaoke thing happening? Oh, that's a great question. Okay. I have so many things I, on I my head. Uh, I got I, I, Is this the Bank of New Hampshire shows? Yeah. Here we go. Um, I'm looking with you here. That's okay. Look with me. Oh, and that's there that's it his. is. So the the Keith Belanger, he's wonderful. Yeah, so yes. Keith Belanger does our sing along piano bar. He does great. He's a wonderful pianist, and he's a nice guy. Yeah. Yes. And so the other thing you see right there, that's Nashville Newcomers Night. So we worked out a deal with one of the local radio stations, who's getting us the very early stages of like the the Nashville country wow, singers cool. on their very first tours. So we get them into our space. We do it as a low-cost show. Okay. And we have a, always have a local country opener with them. So mm-hmm. that series has really taken off for us. And there you go. There we go. Rockstar Karaoke. Yeah. May 6th. And May 6th at 7 o'clock, Bank of New Hampshire. And for those of folks out there that might not really understand how this is how how these different theaters work with you, can you let them know? Like you have the Chubb Theater. Yeah. And that is? That's our main space. That's a 1,300-seat traditional theater. You go in, sit down. 
enjoy your beverage and your popcorn or whatever and enjoy whatever big show's going on. Yeah, big yeah. scale productions. The Bank of New Hampshire stage is really cool because it's a flexible space. We can either have the seats all the way out for something like the Met, mm-hmm. where it's 300 cap room. You sit and enjoy the thing on our beautiful screen in there. Mm-hmm. Or we can push the seats all the way back and it's more of a rock club kind of space. So That's awesome. we love it because it's you can do so many different things with it. Yeah, obviously. Look what you're doing. <laughs> so this is great. Um, did you have a lot to do with this input, Sal? All this new stuff? The, the programming? Yeah. Yeah. So Cherie Owens is our programming uh, director. Her and I work in concert on the on the programming for it. She takes the, the brunt of it and does most of the, the heavy lifting with it. But um, I spent the last 10, 15 years programming venues all over the upstate New York. So yes. I was... It's still my passion. I still love to program. Yeah, because uh, so. this is different than um, what I've seen around here locally. Yeah. So really what you want to do is you, the goal of any organization is like how do you maintain the audience base that's helped you be the organization you are, right. but also engage new audiences. So right there in that that example right there, you yeah. see things like the Lone Bellow and then you see the Met Opera, yeah. the piano bar, the, those, the dueling pianos, those shows are absolutely so much fun and they they fill up almost every single time mm. we do them. That's so great. Yeah, people just shout out requests and the dueling pianos, like, you know, it's like a battle of the dueling pianos. Sure. Those are so much fun to, oh, to attend. I can't imagine. Yeah. So there's such great variety here. Um, for <clears throat> folks, if, you, if you're if you just joining us, uh, Capital Center for the Arts, really go to their site, uh, which is ccanh.com. And right up at the top, you see all the, all the categories you can hit on. But um, the shows and concerts... To me, just looking at your site, I mean, the amount of variety here is amazing. Thank you. That's what we're working on. And I think we're just going to keep growing and expanding. Another project we're working on now is, um, we call it like the global series. So every month we're trying to highlight a different culture um, through their food and their entertainment mm-hmm. on a night. So you can do like a dinner and a show. So like we're going to be doing one that's coming up in June that's going to be like a Latino night. That's cool. Where it's like we're going to be doing salsa dancing with live music and like uh, uh, South American food and things like that. That's great. Well. Are you so, going to use the, the dance company downtown, Royal Dance? Uh, no, mm-hmm. actually um, there is a, there's a woman in town named Cindy. Okay. Chown. Uh, she does a lot of dance classes and, and oh, uh, cool. uh, you know, Latin dance and that sort of stuff. And yeah. she's fantastic. She's local, too. Yes, 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 so. absolutely. So, uh, yeah, this is just so cool. The um, the Met series that you offer, yeah. um, how do they sell? Do they Actually, sell okay? really well. Really? Yeah. And the most surprising thing to me was is that the Met is moving to a model this year where they've gone to subscription-based where people can get it streamed to their house. But everybody who I've talked to that experiences the Met and goes to our Met shows, yes. they so much prefer coming to our venue oh, yeah. because Absolutely. we have an 18 by 24 foot high definition screen. You're also in a theater type seat. Yes. And they like the communal aspect and of being sound. with other people. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. It's like being almost at the theater. Yeah. You know? So, uh, yeah. So that one, um, you know, during the pandemic or just after the pandemic, like last season when we were into it, the, the sales on that were a little softer than we wanted it to be because right. obviously people weren't coming out the way they were but after Christmas this year people are just coming back out I mean the the Met is selling really well and people love it yeah well I see on April 29th um, is <clears throat> has a uh, uh, the cha- the new opera yeah. called Champion Champion yeah which, which looks really interesting yeah it's based on a boxer yeah it's just fantastic absolutely it's very cool alright so um, I, I know myself I'm going to be clicking on this site to Stay up on this because I I could see just 
browsing through it. There's plenty There's here that I would love to see. Something for everybody. Absolutely. Um, all right. So what about Chubb Theater? What do we have going on there? Let's take a peek. <clears throat> all um, right. So, oh my goodness. So, so right at the end of the month, you have the Jazz Orchestra. Yeah. And then an education Capital series. Jazz Orchestra with John Pizzarelli. That's a fantastic show. Mm-hmm. I've worked with John a bunch in the past. He's not only an amazing musician, but he's a heck of a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Excellent. Mayhem and Poets. That's one of our education programs. That is pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, so that's one of the school shows that we're doing. That's actually coming up on Monday. And what is that, a school show? So essentially what we do is we offer tickets to the schools in the area. It's an education-based program, much like this one, like Mayhem Poets. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids come bust in. They enjoy the show. They and the, There's some educational components to it. Sometimes there's pre and post, like at the schools. They awesome. have some curriculum that goes with it. Mm-hmm. And um, we just started getting those the schools to come back post-pandemic for those, which is really nice. Yes. You're you're all set for it. Yeah. Now, now that it's rolling along, yeah. right? Yeah. It's you're good to have the schools come back. It's good for the kids to get out of their space. Oh, gosh, yeah. And I, well, the other thing, too, is, and I love this because I get this all the time from people, is my first show at the CCA was this, or my first time experiencing yes. art was at the CCA when I was X. Yeah. So, like, in the summertime, we have Impact Children's Theater. Mm-hmm. We do it at the Bank of New Hampshire stage, very small stuff, but it's like the earliest stage of uh, people acting right after college. And they do things like Snow White and the classic fairy mm-hmm. tales and stuff. So that we used to charge for those shows, but now I make them free and we offer mm-hmm. tickets. We put blocks of tickets aside for the Boys and Girls Club and the Overcomers, Great. the refugee kids. So their earliest first experience is with us. Yep. Because we want them to experience art for the first time in our spaces. Absolutely. If you can do that, that's an awesome thing. Yeah. So that's great. All righty. We're going to take a little break. WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Jane Cormier here with Art for Living. And our guest is Sal Prizio from the Capital Center for the Arts. We will be right back. Art for Living, Jane Cormier, here at WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And don't forget, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. So we are having a wonderful conversation with Sal Prizio, the Executive Director at the Capital Center for the Arts. And in our last segment, we were talking about having youth programming, student programming, yeah. uh, to offer students that might not have the opportunity to go to a live event. To be able to go and see one free, and that's a wonderful, uh, a wonderful gift that you're offering, you know, the public to be able to do that. Um, lots of great kids programming I see on your website, which is ccanh.com. And Raffi. Raffi. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you, nothing sells faster than Raffi. I can imagine. Raffi sells out, like, in less than 24 hours. So Raffi, is he all Mm-mm. sold out? He's May all 6th, sold out. He's all sold out. Wow, I mean, I'm telling you, that show went on sale in, like, January, and it sold out, like, no, the next. No, uh, really? Yeah. It's unbelievable. Holy in moly. In fact, he used to do two shows with us, but he's gotten to the point that he doesn't do yeah. two shows in the same day anymore. Yeah. I don't blame him, but yeah, yeah, that, that show sold out so fast. How cool is that? Very good. And then mm. uh, May 7th, something that I, I might even come out to see because I love ballet, is the Northeastern Ballet Theater 
Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. So the Northeastern uh, Theater Ballet, um, we actually worked with them for the Nutcracker in the in at, around the holidays, and they're fantastic to work with. They're really nice people, and they have a great mission as well. So they they help support uh, mental health issues and things like that too. So wonderful. So yeah. that's May seventh at four o'clock. Yeah. So for the you know that's a great time actually for <clears throat> the older crowd that might. You know, not like to drive late at night because yeah. I'm quickly getting to be one of those people. And uh, four o'clock start, I think, is great. I wish I'm, more shows started at four o'clock. You know what? I, w- I would take a four o'clock show. I myself. do too, but you know, I think if you're looking at the traditional, what they say is the Seven. traditional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm not sure that I think that that's as valid. But what's great about this is the, like you said, your your outreach, yeah. right? You're offering. All different kinds, sometimes in the morning for the kids, four, yeah. 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and of course then traditional later night ones. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I think you have to. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you have to. I think that you're really on, on top of, well, we you know. Try. We certainly on try. On top of your, what you need to do to make sure the round-the-clock programming is really the only way that, that we're going to make any of this work. Yeah. Arts, arts, especially opera. I mean, opera is a whole other conversation. Yeah. Talk about niche Opera, yeah. you know, niche arts, but uh, unless we promote the arts in a in a big way, yeah, I think that we can really. Oh, the other thing too is how do you make it relatable to audiences that are not familiar with it? Mm-hmm. It was really funny the other day. Like my son was having a conversation with me in his English class in high school, and he was telling me how poetry is dead. And in the same sentence, he was telling me how who his favorite rappers are. Yeah, I go, poetry is not dead; it just changed. It's rap. Right. Rap is poetry. Indeed. Like, you just have to identify it and make it relatable to people. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I think that uh, technology. Mm-hmm makes the job harder today yeah and we're so stuck on these little black boxes and uh, you know especially kids are thinking that social media is the way to go with everything yeah and there is such a tangible difference between that and live interactive stage performing well i have to tell you that one of the huge benefits of the pandemic was it reminded people how much they enjoyed gathering together and being humans in the same building with other people and experiencing art at the same time Mm -hmm. because the explosion once everybody really felt comfortable going out in public again, yeah, the explosion in, in ticket sales has reflected that. That's good. Well, that's yeah, it's a really great thing. Good. Absolutely. How easy it is to lose that too if if you're not absolutely on top of it, you know, <clears throat> which you certainly seem to be. So that's great. So you had mentioned in our last segment, Impact uh, Theater. Yeah, Impact Children's Theater. Children's Theater, and that's going to be at your facility for the summer. Yeah, it's uh the. It's uh, every Tuesday in the month of July, except the first one, because I think that's July 4th. Okay. And so, who, who is the producer for those shows? Who? It's That's the group. They're called Impact Children's Theater. Okay. So um, they come in and do, and do the performances, and I believe, don't correct me, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this one, they're at 11 o'clock in the morning on Tuesdays. Um, and again, they're free, but you have to get a ticket for them. But again, we, yeah. we put some aside for Boys and Girls Club and the Overcomers and that sort of stuff, too. Right. But they're free to anybody in the public. And, and there'll be a whole series of them. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Is Joel, I think Joel, oh, I can't remember his last name. Isn't that terrible? I think he's the person that directs that program. Okay. I think he writes the music for them. I, I, which it, which They're pretty cool little productions. Uh, I've seen yes, them. Yes, I'll take your word for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, if you go and you think as an adult that you're not going to enjoy it, you will. Yeah. Because they're well done. They're, yeah. they're very thoughtful. You know? I mean, the other thing I'll tell you is that on the other end of the spectrum is we work with a, a group called Theater Kapow mm-hmm. that's out of Manchester, and they do very important 
intelligent theater work. And I, I was really like, I, my first season here, they happened to do a performance in our Bank of New Hampshire stage. And after I saw it, I said, we need to partner with you guys. And mm-hmm. you guys, we want you guys to be theater in residence for us. Because I feel like work like that moves the needle forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're really starting to gain you know they, they've been established in the in the area for a long time, but yeah. in our venue they're really starting to gain tra- traction. And I'm so proud what, of that. So, what makes them different? What makes them stand out to you? Um, they're not doing work that you would see at every other space. They're not doing your your hits and stuff like that. They're doing like they're finding important. I don't want to call it esoteric because it's not. It's it makes you. It's it's work that makes you really think. Important meaning is it topical? It's is it very is it? topical, very topical, social issues, those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, they they're not afraid to take chances and push the envelope on okay. things. So I I really appreciate that because when I used to live in New York City and go see off Broadway type stuff, you would see work like yes, this, yes, absolutely. and that's the closest comparison I can give to it. It's mm-hmm. it's like that black box Broadway off Broadway theater style. Yeah, performances are doing, and I think they do excellent work. Yeah, awesome, yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's important to have all kinds of uh, theater out there. Yeah, that's great. So, so tell me from New York, right? The venues in New York to right here, Concord, New Hampshire. Yeah. What was the biggest change for you? <clears throat> People are way nicer here. Really? <laughs> yes. I heard. I, I've always been told that New England they tend to be more gruff. No, not at all. I, we have really? had more casual conversations with people I don't know than you know. The people don't know that I'm the executive director, or whatever, and I'm just happen to be checking out in line at Lowe's or whatever. <laughs> Somebody at the cashier starts striking up a ten minute conversation with me. Is that right? That's oh different, my, huh? The people are just. This place is incredibly community oriented, and I absolutely love that because I grew up. In Glastonbury, Connecticut, and I grew up in the 80s, Okay, and uh, it feels like that to me again. And my kids get to, you know, ride their bikes around town yeah. and go, you know, get in innocent trouble, as it were, you yeah. know, go check out the comic book stores and those sorts of things <laughs> and whatnot. And um, so that's the biggest change for me. And it's it's not disparaging upstate New York in any no, way. No, no, I understand what you mean. But it's just... It's a little, there's a little slice of Mayberry about it. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure. You know what? It's funny that you said that because I think every time we say difference or change, there can be an outside tinge to it that somehow it's negative. Yeah. You know, isn't that funny? We have to always kind of preface what we say. Yeah. But change is just change. Yeah. It, there is no real qualitative thing to that. It's yeah. Just different. Yeah. I really, I really do. I, I appreciate the community minded spirit yeah. that people have around here. Um, so yeah, that's that's for me been the biggest biggest change about it. Very cool. Yeah. So what about professionally, as far as running business, running the business? Uh, professionally, you know, I was so focused. Not, I don't want to call it siloed, but I was essentially producing and and booking and putting on performances. It was the one thing I was doing. Yeah. Here it's like I have to. My brain has to go from finance to HR to development to booking yeah. to production things. Do you like, like it? Like that? I do actually, because it keeps you on your toes. All day, and next thing you know, like wow, it's four o'clock yes. already, and it's like you know. That's how you know it's a good, it's yeah. a good job, you know. When when it the time flies, yeah. And there is something to be said with having your hand in in a whole different yeah. way. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's it's good. And the other thing too is is like, you know, I this is the first time I'm being an executive director, so I'm learning on the job. Mm-hmm. So you know, your first year doing it, you just try to kind of learn the thing, right? Now that I'm in my second year doing it, okay, now I'm trying to say, okay, what can we change? What can we tweak? Right. Also balancing. I don't want to 
you know, uh, micromanage and I don't want to be too hands off. So right. it's like learning all those balances is like, those are the biggest challenges for yeah, me, that's good. but they're challenges that I love doing. Absolutely. Wonderful. Yeah. I mean, that's where good stuff comes. Yeah. You know, we figure things out as we go along and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Yep. Sometimes that makes for the best, the best outcome. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I like to cook as opposed to bake. You know, you throw everything in a pot and try to figure out, make okay. make it. You know, there's no exact science to it. But so you like to cook. What do you like to cook? What is what is like? I mean, I I full really dinners or you know smallish. I, mean, I, I got to tell you, breakfast is like my. Is that right? Oh yeah, three like I'm going out full on bacon, eggs, toast, everything, <laughs> homemade like homemade muffins for breakfast. <laughs> okay. My kids are so spoiled in that regard because every Saturday and Sunday morning I'm making like a three course brunch awesome. going on. You know, good for um, you. That's my favorite thing. That and you know I grew up on Italian cooking, so I love cooking Italian food. I can imagine. I was, but again, I was like thinking the, you were going to say the that. pasta sauce. Like there's no exact science to it. Ask my mother what her measurements are. She'd be yeah. like a pinch of it. What do you yeah, mean right. measurements? You just right. throw stuff in until it tastes good. Indeed. You know Indeed. that's kind of. I have a lot more science to that with, you know, running a space, but there is a little bit of that art in there. You just got to figure Absolutely. it out. Absolutely. Little yeah. pinch of this, a little pinch of that. Yeah. There you go. Which takes us back to cooking again. <laughs> you know, culinary arts. What does that say? We keep going back to cooking. It means oh, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm always hungry. <laughs> this is Art for Living. Jane Cormier, your host here on WKXL, 1450 AM. 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Our guest is Sal Prizio from Capital Center for the Arts. And we will be back after this short break. Welcome back again. This is Jane Comier, your host for Art for Living, uh, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And we're having a great conversation today with Sal Prizio from Capital Center for the Arts. Uh, if you haven't heard most of our uh, you know, our, our show together, go back and, and listen. This is a listenable one. It's been all about food. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't all been about food, but no. certainly we both appreciate what food brings to our life. And it was yes. kind of funny how we keep, you know, going back into that. Um, so f- just to recap what we're talking about here, Capital Center for the Arts has two theaters. If you're not in the know, we have the Chubb Theater, which does fully staged larger scale venue and we have the bank of new hampshire stage which does a smaller venue but very very um lots of choice yeah eclectic yeah there you go eclectic yeah good word yes and uh, you can see all of this on their site at ccanh.com i recommend you go on the site it's a beautiful site user friendly and has tons of information about upcoming events very well done thank you um so now that we've caught our audience up, if they're just joining us, tell me, as the new executive director of Capital Center for the Arts, if you had anything in the world, what would you want? What would you want to do with this company? Oh, any wow, anything. Let's say someone just gives you carte blanche. Anything in the world. Where would you love to see it go? Oh man, um, you know I. Th- Anything in the world, I would say this is, and, and this is a project we're actually trying to start to think about looking at, is our, our older theater, the, the Chubb Theater that you're talking about. Yeah. I want to see it fully, I want to do this amazing balance between historic preservation mm-hmm. and modernization. Okay. So, so far up to this point, we've had so much uh, input from the city, not from the city, from the citizens themselves, 
you know, helping out and getting the space to where it is now. Right. I, would, I would love to see a full modernization of the building, but also looking like it's still historically preserved. One of the awesome things about the Bank of New Hampshire stage, when you sit in that theater, mm-hmm. you see the original walls built in 1830. It's yes. this beautiful old thing, but then there's like this super high tech stuff that we've put in the space. Right. I want to recapture that kind of effect and put it into the old theater. So, you know what? I know that sometimes with um, revitalization of theaters, depending on where the money's come from for the grants, you can't really change the historic... That's if you get a historic preservation uh, So there's none of that in there. No. You're just just wanting to keep it for the flavor of... I, I think there's, you know... There are there's such good structure to that space. Yeah. It was built in 1927, and so we're actually coming up on the hundredth anniversary, which all of this kind of leads cool. to. Yeah. So there's some of that that you want to like capture. That I mean, that Art Deco feel yeah. that you. I mean, you know, that era has so many timeless things to it. Yeah. So my dream, my goal is that how do we capture those timeless elements? Get rid of the ones that were you know done in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Clean that out, mm-hmm. but also make it feel modern so that. Somebody that's 16, 20, 25, whatever, um, looks in that space and feels like this place is for me as well, mm-hmm. you know? So what changes do you think you, you would like to manifest in there, like physically? Oh, I can tell you right off the bat, like, so our ingress and egress of the space is very complicated because the way the theater doors, like when you walk in the building, the entrance to go upstairs is right there. Yeah. As opposed to, I'd love to see that stretched back Okay. more down the walkway so that you check in, there's concessions, all that sort of stuff. And the last thing you do is, the, is, is go the up theater. to the theater. Yeah. Like that would be a lot more logical. The, How we get there, I have no idea yet. But Yeah, that's a big one. And then once you get into the theater, you know, those are original seats and that's theater. So how do we emulate something that's original, but it has modern comfort to it? Yeah. That'd be a big change too. Yeah, but that's doable. The seats are doable. Yeah, the 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 entrance thing is, that's huge. Yeah, I know. Mamma mia. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know what? The one thing you did say about um, the twenties and you know the older theaters, uh, I I don't know maybe it's because I'm a purist and I'm a singer. So and I have actually sung in that space with um, symphony and stuff. Mm-hmm. The the quality of the sound without amplification. Yeah. In those older buildings. Because they were used for two things. One for movies yeah. and two for vaudeville. Yeah. And when Jimmy Durante would step onto a stage and tell his jokes, he had to do it to a whole audience with no That's right. He no had assistance. to be heard. Yeah. And there, there, is a, some, there is something about that that is qualitatively different. Oh, for sure. You know, that <clears throat> I find a shame that we're not, and, and I'm not saying we shouldn't, you know use technology to its fullest it's not but there's a purist in me that goes the whole vibration and the color and everything absolutely is different yeah with the human voice and they built those theaters for that exactly for that so how do you my, the big question then becomes is how do you preserve yeah. that feel i know it. it's the thing i think about with the organization overall how do i capture all of that spirit and energy that the citizens did in 95 mm-hmm. to restore the space how do I hang on to that, but also look towards the next generation of sure. people and what they look for out of a performing arts center? And what are the what's the aesthetics and those things? That's the balancing act I'm always thinking about. Right. So actually, that's good. That was a good question. I'm glad yeah. that, that I asked that because that's really thoughtful. Your it's, answer is provoking, thought provoking. Yeah. It's a 
you know, it's a philosophical and it's a physical manifestation of the same balance. All together. All together. That's right. So I guess that's the trick of all greatness, right? Because you just don't have one. Nothing great ever just has one vein like that. No. It's always the philosophical and the physical um, of reality, you know. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. It is a different hall. You know, you're right about that. I, I never really thought about the coming in part of it. Yeah, I, I, one of my big things, and I tell the staff this all the time and the board is, you have to think about patron experience from the time they park their car mm-hmm. to the time they get back in their car. Yeah. Now, I can't do anything about the parking in Concord. <laughs> right. But can we give them more information to make parking easier? Sure. All the way to how is their scanning the tickets? How's their concession lines? How's their experience have watching? You, have you made like short term? Yeah, so we one of the things we've done now is all of our members have the opportunity to use mobile ordering beautiful so they can order from their seat and then just go pick it up from the station oh that's cool yeah okay that's a good thing so they don't, they don't have to stand in lines anymore that's right yeah that's i'm sure that there are many people that like are, that one the members that have used it absolutely love it because <laughs> when the lines are long yeah yeah so we've added bartenders we've expanded some of the equipment in the space and again when we think about what's the next iteration of the building you got to look at that and go, okay, how do we best make these lines work so that people feel like they can get their concessions rather quickly and then go enjoy the show? So this is just awesome. You have just opened my mind with education with regard to the Capital Center for the Arts. And uh, obviously the work that you've brought forth has been just amazing in a year and a half. Yeah, trying. I mean, mind you, I haven't been an aficionado, but certainly looking at Right. I've seen just from your site today what a change has been wrought. Yeah. That's awesome. I try to pace the change, too, because I know change is difficult yeah. for people to take on. So I try to portion it out in chunks as, you much, have done as best that. I can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. You're a smart guy. They're lucky to have you. Thank you. Good job. Good Thank job. You. So um, anybody out there, if you have, like I said, any questions about upcoming mm. events and offerings, there are so many different events, like blows my mind speaker celebrity stuff community stuff comedy children broadway the guile yeah. series yeah uh education series yep. something for everybody you're not kidding and if you're hungry come down and have some food too yes that's right <laughs> because of all of the uh the the way that you've managed that the the two kitchens yeah so so do you have one person in both kitchens yeah so the way she's currently set up right now is that she uses the one at bank and Hampshire stage to sell out of okay. and the one because it's cool that's a more of a commissary it's not a commissary it's more of a um, fast food kind of kitchen thing yeah. and then the one at the chubb theater is a full catering kitchen so she can actually cook in that space that's awesome and it brings her product up the street that is perfect yeah, yeah. perfect Okay, so Somali, Somali food, correct? Yeah, Somali meat pies, meat pies, veggie pies. She has rice dishes. Oh my, she has these things called Mendoza's. Okay. They're kind of like beignets. They're freshly cooked like fried dough, donuts with powdered mm, sugar on goodness. them. Okay. If you're, if anybody's on any sort of <laughs> diet, stay away from those. That's okay. Once in a while, it's a treat. You've got to do it. It's, Absolutely. They're so good. So, so we can enjoy those too. She makes everything from scratch by hand. Unbelievable. It's, it is unbelievable. So where is she in her contract? Is she starting the year or is so she? So she, she officially kicked off in February. So she's only a couple of months yeah, in. Yeah, just a couple of months in. Yeah. So I think it's awesome that every year you offer someone the opportunity. Yeah. You know, that's great for everybody. Yeah. Everyone benefits, right? She earned this opportunity. Let me tell you, she has, uh, she has a, a farm. She has a full-time job. She does the cleaning service for the hotels here. And she has 12 oh kids. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Are you serious? She is the hardest working human being I've ever met. 
Oh my goodness, yeah. 12 kids. I hope she has them in the business. She does. Yes, they're that's always the way to work, do it. They're always working at the, the <laughs> shop with her. So. Yes, good for her. Yeah. It's it's not yeah. a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> good for her. So. Oh my goodness. So, you know what, Sal, this has been great. I've very Thank much you. enjoyed it. What is, what is your favorite event that you're offering at the Capitol I have Center? to tell you, one of my favorite events is actually one that's not listed because it was just last night. Um, we do a, a, a program with uh, Overcomers, which is the refugee children and stuff. And a couple times a year, we do a talent show with them. Overcomers. Yeah, Overcomers. Okay. It's, a, it's a community organization based here in Concord. Um, wow. And these kids from you know war-torn refugee areas and stuff like that have come to this country. Um, and they just do a talent show night. And the pure, absolute joy on these children's face and the way they cheer for each other, mm-hmm. um, it's one of the most heartwarming. And it's those moments where you're just like, okay, this is what re- this is what makes a difference. Yeah, this is what it's um, for. Those are my favorite things. And when I meet like either comedians or musicians backstage that are actually genuinely nice. Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes you're like, you don't know what yeah, you're going right. to get. Um, and they're grateful to, you know, be working with us in our space. Those are the two things that I really love. Yeah. Yeah. It's all people aspect. It's all people. Yeah. I just, I, you know, like we're, I tell the staff this all the time. We're in the business of making people happy. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's what we do. We make people happy. You certainly do. Capital Center for the Arts. Thank you, Sal, for being with us My today. pleasure. It's been a great, uh, great conversation. Thank you. And I can't wait to check out some of your events. Anytime. <laughs> Anytime. So this is Jane Cormier, your host for Art for Living here on WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And don't forget all our programming on NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. Thanks for being with us and we will see you soon.